Hey there, this is Jason and Paul, and we encourage you to follow us on Instagram at stateofloveandtrust underscore pod, where we can continue the conversation with you. Thanks for listening. And now, let's get to the show. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of The State of Love and Trust, a Pearl Jam podcast. I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carapesi, and I'm alongside my good buddy, my good pal, as always, is... Paul Guilieri. How are you tonight, Jason? I'm all right. I got myself a lovely local beer from Temecula. Very cool. I'm going uh, Glendronic, Oloroso cask here. That is not local. No, it's not. But it's lovely. It is lovely, yes. Mm. So you're going to hear me glug real quick. Yeah. We were talking off air about how awesome your t-shirt is. Uh, I'm wearing, uh, what is this, Ultra Mega? No, this mm-hmm. is um, Louder, Louder Love. Right? Yeah. Louder Love, album cover, yeah. sound garden. And I remarked before we went on air, as it were, uh, that that's one of those album covers that works really well as a t-shirt. I stand by that. Yeah, Good not choice. very many Good can choice. be done that way, and I guess this one is. Yeah, I saw it and I said, "I want one." Okay, well there you go. It's a, it's a gonna, plug for the Soundgarden website. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, as we may have teased last week, or we did tease, well, as you may have uh, remembered from last week, we uh, we're going to do retracking. We've done a few before. We've done avocado. I think that's the most recent one, right? Uh huh. We've done yield, and we've done binaural. I think there's only ones, right? Yes. So we've done those three. And the one we're doing this week, and we, we did a little contest last week. We said we at the end of this episode that if you could guess what this album would be for the retracking, we would give you a prize. Yes. And we've decided that, that prize is going to be the winner's choice of a bootleg, whatever the bootleg they want, or a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, and that person Christmas comes early for somebody today. That's right. Happy Arbor day. Um, <laughs> what the hell? What, what is it? Is it April, almost April. What, what's happening in April, April fool's gift to you. And it's real, not a fool's yeah. gift. And, uh, that lovely person, uh, they are on Instagram at B U B Y seven, nine. I believe the gentleman's name is Luis. I think if I'm not mistaken. Trying to back up and find his name here. I'm pretty sure it's Luis. If I've gotten that part wrong, I, I really apologize. Um, you know who you are. You know who you are. Congratulations on getting it. Getting it. He said, Congratulations, by the way, you. You winner, you. All right. <laughs> he says, I kind of got the impression when Paul mentioned the audio from the video of Sirens being better than what wound up being on Lightning Bolt, the studio album. Oh. That was his tip off. I want to play Clue with this guy. Yeah. Right? Does he have a mustache? <laughs> Is he wearing a hat? <laughs> He's going to be wearing a t-shirt most likely. He might be, he might be doing yeah. that, yeah. Okay, so uh, kudos uh, to our winner. And uh, we will get to that lightning bolt retracking in just a little bit. There's a little piece of news I want to kind of get to. And it kind of affects, I think, everybody in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's not too, too serious, but it is serious to those uh, who actually do own uh, small local music venues. There was a live stream uh, on, I want to say, Wednesday or Thursday of last week called Band Together Washington. Pearl Jam did uh, submit a couple of videos for that. They submitted Better Man from the Showbox show in 02, and they submitted... Sonic Reducer with the guys from uh, Mud Honey and Kim Thale from the 2018 home shows uh, for that. A number of other artists were involved. Some of them were, uh, let's see here, Macklemore, uh, Matt Cameron and Mac McCready had, had mm-hmm. uh, separately uh, shown up to say something. Nancy Hart of, I'm sorry, Nancy Wilson of Hart. Rain Wilson, President of the United States of America, Foo Fighters, Walking Papers, all kinds of folks. Stuff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. So we're trying to pull all the stops to raise money and awareness, mostly money, 
to help save small venues across Washington. I got to thinking, man, what about LA venues? And yeah, I mean, LA has got a ton. LA isn't the only city, right? No, but there's a ton of venues here and well, legendary venues, storied places to play. So I was talking to Sergio from black circle just the other day and they are starting to really seriously think about how they're going to come to the States to do a, to do a tour. Obviously we have to let the pandemic or I shouldn't say let the pandemic fuck that. We have to assertively end this pandemic the right way uh, so that we can get into these venues um, safely for everyone. And we need to be able to have these guys afford to come all the way from Rio, Brazil um, to do these shows. And and they said, you know, I got to find out like the, the venue owners for like, let's see here, the Troubadour. You've got um, the Whiskey, a go-go, the Viper Room, the Roxy, the Mint, Terragram Ballroom, the Belasco, um, the Zabalon, even the Wiltern. I mean, that's a big venue, but it's not as big as like the Bowl or Stable Center. But the point is, is that all across this fair city, we have venues that are dying. And a a buddy of mine who uh, I had reached out to to find who the owners were of these venues to help uh, Black Circle was saying, man, everything is just closing or already closed. He's, he's in a band. He's like, dude, all the places that we play are done. Um, and I bet it's, you- It's so tragic, man. It, it sucks, man. I mean, wherever you're at, there are small venues that local bands play all the time. You think about places like Austin and Nashville that just are littered with these kinds of things. Obviously, New York City and Boston and New Orleans. Oh my God, New Orleans. There, there's so many cities that have these issues. And I think it'd be awesome to have another sort of benefit, at least in our hometown. That's all I can really speak to. Yeah. Uh, to kind of raise some funds. I know Foo Fighters did something uh, in October called, I want to say it was called uh, Save Our Stages Fest. They did, they did like a four or five song acoustic set on the stage of the Troubadour mm. to try and help. But I mean, Paul, we haven't been to a show in, in a long, long time. Yeah, what what do these forever. small venues mean to you? They mean a lot, man. I mean, some of the best shows I've ever seen were in these little dingy hole in the wall joints. Um, you know, I, th- this, this, this goes back a while ago. It's not a Pearl Jam show, but, uh, you know, I remember when I was living up North in San Francisco at the, the Fillmore. Pretty small. We're also small, but legendary venue. And, uh, there was, uh, I, I, I had tickets to see fuel, Oh, nice. I think this was the sunburned tour. I think they had two very little known bands behind them. Uh, the opening act was a band called, F- uh, full devil jacket. I think they were called, uh, really cool sound, man. But, um, the lead singer, I think had some, some trouble with heroin. So they had the one album and then mm. he kind of got out of music, but, uh, the middle band, there's a guy standing next to me. He was like super excited for the middle band. He said, man, th- this is the band. This is, this is the band that made me want to come to this show. You're going to love these guys. And I said, well, what are they called? He goes, they're called Nickelback, dude. You're going to love them. <laughs> uh, anyway, early, early Nickelback, like, like debut album Nickelback. So we're talking and, the state. We're talking like yeah, when they were exactly. still like just Canadian boys up to no good. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, they, 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 they they ripped it up, you know, they did their thing. And then, I mean, fuel killed it, but, um, that's the kind of experience you get in those, those types of shows. You know, there are people that saw Pearl Jam and Red Hot Chili Peppers and, and, uh, Allison Chain, Soundgarden in these small venues. And I think Pearl Jam remembers their upbringing, their scene. And those venues were essentially an extension of home for these guys, you know, and, it was a sense of community that was fostered in places like this. And in Los Angeles, sadly, you know, there was a culture of pay to play here for decades. But that being said, I've seen a lot of bands come through and play in venues like the Viper Room, the Fonda, the Troubadour. We saw oh, Eddie yeah. on the, the ukulele tour, right? Uh, he, mm. he, he did a show at the Wiltern, loved it. Um, saw Kaleo recently at the Wiltern a couple of years ago, so... I see so many shows of the Wiltern. Yeah. I know. And so the thought of some of these places, you know, shutting doors and getting boarded up is really concerning. Um, I mean, think about the, the, the bands that wouldn't 
have become what they've become if they couldn't kind of cut their teeth in these smaller venues, you know? Right. I mean, a, a band that I really, really enjoy is called uh, The Revivalists. Now, you might know them now, and they had that one big hit a couple of years ago. Um, oh, God, what the hell is it called? <laughs> it was a couple of years ago. They actually played on Ellen. Um, but I saw them at The Mint. I saw them at The Roxy. I saw them at some tiny, I think it was called The Room in Santa Monica. Like I'm talking like 50 people in, in their tops. And then, but years later, they, 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 you know, they put their nose to the grindstone and just toured and toured and toured. And eventually you create this, you know, this mass of people who want to see you and they're playing, they played the Greek the last time I saw them. Right. And it's just that kind of, that kind of way of, of building an audience is much more rare these days because you can peripherate your music on the internet so much more easily. But you think about the old days. I mean, Roseland Ballroom in New York City. Oh my Lord, the shows that I saw there, it's like 3,000 people. It's closed now. The conversation we're having where it's not even about the band as much as it is the experience of going to the same place and discovering music or enjoying music. And that that alone is a CBGB. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) come on. I mean, that was a while ago, but I mean, it's places like that that we're losing more and more and more in this pandemic has really sped that up. Um, and it's, it's, it really sucks. And I'm sure all you guys out there, like I said, you guys live in, in towns and cities, areas that have these venues and, and many of them are pretty, are pretty legendary and they're closing. And if there's anything you can do locally to kind of help that, I know we've, we've had interesting, um, it's, it's been an interesting road, uh, governmentally speaking, as far as how they're getting help and how all small businesses are getting help. Um, but you know, there are things that we can do and we can organize things like this band together. You know, I wonder what kind of bands that are from your area could kind of help put together something um, like, you know, Foo Fighters did here. Right. And in, in, in on this live stream, but that's just something that I want to kind of point out because it just, it's bugging me. And I know we're basically a year removed from Gigaton tour being canceled. We're going to talk about that more next week, but it made me think and it's just a real fucking bummer. It is, man. It, it definitely was, was worth exploring and discussing because when I think about places that we may never get a chance to see anymore, and I have to say, you know, the folks listening would love to hear from you guys and gals online. What are some of these places that, you know, Jason and I have never heard of in your town had a storied history there? I would love to hear about a place that you're sad had to close and a band that you saw there share that memory. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the ways that those memories kind of live and breathe is when you share them. And if the place isn't around for you to continue to go to and, and share experiences with in the future, that doesn't mean we can't reflectively look back and, and enjoy those experiences. And so I get a kick out of that. I mean, hell, if we're expecting people to listen to you and me, <laughs> yeah. then I, 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 I would love to, you know, pass the favor back and, uh, and hear some some tales of these lovely venues abroad and uh, domestically. Absolutely. Uh, any 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 bands that you've seen in small venues that that was an indelible mark on your memory would be awesome. Obviously, Pearl Jam ones would be extra special, but you know anything would be great. And um, I imagine most of the places they've been playing in the last twenty five years are probably still open. Well, no. <laughs> hey, listen. If you're if you're an older fan, and I say that with with great regard, because I'm I'm not a spring chicken anymore but if you were seeing them back in the early 90s they were playing some of these small venues and if they're still around god bless them and and let us know how that went and if they're still still there because you know this is important so anyway uh let's get to the meat here and that is retracking lightning bolt and uh i will go first here this is an interesting album to retrack not least because many people view this as one of the uh poor records that they've put out i don't think i would disagree necessarily not that it's bad but it's it's obviously not you know a vitality or a versus or something like that but in my opinion but nevertheless we shall retrack because that is the name of the game my friend (laughs) now the rules here are you can use any song that came from the recording session correct uh, to my knowledge, there really Olay isn't anything. Is the, the Ole, I think, is the only one. I think it's only Ole, and I'm going to tell you right yeah. now, it's not, on, it's not on my list. I'm sorry. <laughs> you recall our 
um, doesn't quite do it for us episode back in December, it was pretty high on that list for me. So I'm not going to lie, bro. I, I've been listening to that song a little bit more just for this discussion. Mm-hmm. And it's still not good. It's, it, it's grown on me. It's grown. <laughs> okay. That's nice yes. of you to say. All right, here we go. I'm going to start off here. <clears throat> stretching, stretching. Here we go. First up, I feel like it's not going to be a surprise. Pendulum. Going with Pendulum. I think this is the song uh, among the rest of the album that really epitomizes the album. Individually, it's so easy for us to feel great about something and then terrible about something else. And this mm-hmm. is like kind of a product of society now with social media or the 24-hour news cycle and a political cultural divide as stark as we've ever had. And this song seems to set the table thematically and, as evidenced by its consistent use as a show opener, a song that musically works really well at the top. So I'm going to have this guy lead us off, kind of ease into the album, kind of be like a, like a release would you know, in a live show or pendulum would in a live show and get us right into bang the title track lightning bolt. Now, good news is going to come first. As we talk about the pendulum swinging, you know, swings to amuse something that gets you going probably someone you're romantically and sexually into. This is great. And everyone should feel motivated by love. And the opening guitar gets you pumped up here. We fucking go. And the song just rocks as overrated as Paul thinks it is. And it's a great (laughs) way to really propel into the record from the prologue, if I can call it that, that is Pendulum. So from there, from Lightning Bolt, we're going to keep things high and go a skosh higher with Mind Your Manners. Okay. Now, this is the other swing of the pendulum. Now we're back into this negative space that, you know, wow, this is the, the cynical negative song, right? To the very happy and and uh, and positive song that Lightning Bolt was. It speaks of the harsh realities and contradictions of religion and how the subject is just simply over it. You know, time to, as Ed once sang on, on our namesake, State of Love and Trust, do this one myself. And musically, it, like I said, it ups the ante from Lightning Bolt and a common track listing guideline going from track two to three on a rock record is to up the ante from track two or three. Now, going into number, what am I at, four here? Number four, I'm going to Infallible. Nail the point home. Infallible reminds us that no one is better than another. Lest either the subject of Mind Your Manners or Getaway, uh, its opponents think they know better we must remember humility. Now, no matter what you believe in, we're all making a mess of this planet, even the most well-intentioned of us, like, you know, anybody buying an electric car, like like we just got, but like, you're, we're all hurting the planet, either slowly or greatly. So it, we're all part of the problem. It, the question is, how do we slow that hurting or try to fix it a little bit? Well, we must first concede our humility and then act together. We have to be together on this. Musically, the song feels like the beginning of a transition, maybe a downshift in, in you will, uh, if you will. So from there, I'm going to go to Swallowed Hole. Acoustic guitars making their first appearance on my retracking here since Pendulum, but the tempo remains more upbeat. And so like a pendulum, the music kind of swings from acoustic folksy to more straight ahead rock and roll and then back again with this verse to chorus, verse again thing. And I believe this is where the subject finally recognizes that humility. They can finally see what's around them and there's much to be done. I almost consider this in some ways a precursor, an illusion perhaps, to seven o'clock in that way. In order to fix our problems, we must acknowledge, accept, and commit to change. Only then can we turn the page. Going from there, we're going to go into sirens. Not only do we have to acknowledge, accept, and commit to change to save our planet, but we must also have to recognize those steps in our personal relationships as well. Now, without working together, we will not accomplish anything worthy of saving. One of those things is love. Nothing bonds humans more. Hell, it's the ultimate bond itself. Now, it often requires dark to appreciate light. I forget who said that. Dark light. Maybe it was Yoda. I don't know. But a (laughs) pendulum, keeping a pendulum in mind, this, okay, dark light, this shift. To accept those dark moments um, 
allows you to commit to fighting for the light, and that's where love lives. Now, arguably, Pearl Jam's first ballad, 10 records in, serves as a great reminder of that of what we're, you know, trying to fight for. And the pendulum of this album has swung back through the dark, back to the light, and ends at this brightest point in future days. The ultimate love letter. Finally, 100% committed to the cause of maybe many causes, because internally the subject has found peace and strength through the love they have with their partner. The lines, all the complexities and games, no one wins, but somehow they're still played. You know, we put ourselves through so much shit just to find the light, to find love. So let's look forward. Let's, let us not forget the past, but let's make a pact to be better together in the future. For my money, that's a great way to end an album. And if you're counting at home, that's only nine songs. I have removed a few songs from this album to make it a more coherent and consistently good record from a musical and lyrical standpoint. This is my through line. This is my saga. This is my lightning bolt. Nice. But well said. Thank you very applause. much. Applause. Thank applause. you very much. I'm bowing. No one can see this, but I am saluting the people who are not outside my studio. So let's, you took, what is it? My father's son off mm-hmm. and let the records play. Mm-hmm. And was it sleeping by myself? Uh-huh. Okay. What, anything else or was that those are the only three? Uh, did I not include Did Jeff and Falb on there? You did. You know what? I'm an idiot. My original track listing, I just I simply forgot to write it in. My track listing included Yellow Moon, but I yeah, did I was not, about to say, I, was I did not write down my bullet points for it. So I'm a, I'm an idiot, guys, but imagine that Yellow Moon was betwixt infallible no i'm sorry betwixt uh swallowed whole and sirens okay so the track listing as i have it here pendulum lightning bolt mind your manners getaway infallible swallowed whole yellow moon sirens future days so i I forgot to write down some notes on uh on yellow moon but it comes after swallowed whole and before sirens so apologies but there you go good stuff buddy i like it all right, Paul. What have you got? Okay, so <clears throat> Olay does not make the cut. Mm, that's a shame. I know it is a shame. Um, we open with lightning bolt. I almost went there. Good choice. Yep. I think I think uh, the the way the guitar comes in. First of all, I wish it was extended. Mm. Just just play that riff for just a second. And then let the drums come in, you know, get to get that, that, that bass drum coming with it. Um, I think it'd be a great way to start a show that way, actually. Just really get the crowd clapping to that before Eddie even starts singing, man. I, so I, the way it's currently constructed in its current um, recording, I still think it works as an opening track. Um, you got the line like a burning meteor. It's a great way to open up a, an mm. album, you know. The, the, the song itself slowly expands with the narrative that Eddie's telling about this muse and suddenly you know it just ascends so while you're there <clears throat> Mind Your Manners comes in and mm-hmm. it, it just cuts in in the same way that Spin the Black Circle cuts in right after the last exit so I think it's, it, it's perfectly placed at number two it's an interesting song about bad faith there's a lot less thematic connection here. Um, I had a lot of trouble kind of building the story with this one, mostly because I felt like they all kind of came to these sessions with various recordings, and I think they just they just took the songs that they they enjoyed the composition most or, or the ones that spoke to them the most. So rather than go the concept album approach where I'm trying to tell the story with the with the lyrical content, I wanted instead to focus on the sonic delivery and i felt like lightning bolts opening guitar is a great way to open the album and then mind your manners just hit you right in the face from there we're going to slow it down classic john cusack mixtape style and we're going to bring <laughs> we're going to bring in <laughs> sirens comes in at number three so this is you know it's a track about lasting relationships and i feel like it's it's an interesting um juxtaposition to a song like Mind Your Manners. 
which is, you know, that's about bad faith, but in many ways, sirens is about good faith between two people. Um, you know, the faith in humanity, the faith in, in people you trust, rather than in something greater than you, something equal to you. From there, track number four, Rigo Swallowed Whole. So you get that, that ringing guitar coming in. It's a nice, quick strum. And uh, it's, it's one of those very evocative mid-tempo tracks with Eddie at, at, at the helm uh, in, in a similar vein of, of uh, you know, other Eddie tracks like uh, uh, Never Destination and, and Gone. <laughs> and you know, they just feel like an Ed song. So mm-hmm. I think Swallowed Hole is an interesting track here. Just lines like Breathing in Forgiveness and you know, What Lies Beyond the Grave. Time will come, come what may. So there's this resignation into just giving yourself up to what is to happen, the inevitable. And I think it's an interesting, if you you know, if you want to build a, a narrative out of this, with the, the lightning bolts and then the bad faith, the good, the good faith, the lasting relationship, and then how all of that just swallows you whole. And then of course, or maybe maybe it doesn't, and we go number five, track five, getaway. So this is that dark, stormy weather moment. You know, I'm, I'm borrowing Ed's lyric, obviously. And it just kind of, it's, it's a muscular track. It comes in here at number five. It, it, I've always viewed a, a fifth song in the same way I would like a batting lineup, where it's just, it, it's a power hitter. And I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like Getaway really is that. It's doing uh, what Mind Your Manners does, just in a different way. Uh, putting all your faith in no faith. Um, and this particular track here, Mine is mine and yours can't take its place. So obviously this is that that dark stormy weather moment in a relationship or in a person's relationship to his or her faith or society at large. So from there, my father's son, if kept on the album, I think would work well here. And so believe it or not, if if I had to choose between my father's son and Ole, I would choose my father's son. So I kept the track. Uh, I don't think there's another song like it anywhere on or in the Pearl Jam catalog. The vocal delivery verges on spoken word in a lot of ways. It's frenetic, it's chaotic, it's spastic. And the more I listen to it, uh, the more interesting of a song it becomes. That doesn't mean it's a song I seek out to hear, but in the same way that I enjoy listening to every track on Vitology, or I enjoy letting a song like, you know, I'm open play when listening to No Code. I feel like My Father's Son has a place on this album. There's a texture to it that is very different in the same way Parachutes doesn't sound like anything on Avocado. And so uh, I do like its inclusion on the album. And, and I think that this introspective look at the lineage that creates us works well off of a song like Getaway. If you look at, you know, having Mind Your Manners and Getaway happen before this track, they seem to feed into each other really well. And I think they fit into each other really well in the original track listing as well. So from there, track seven, I think we're on seven, right? Uh, Yellow Moon. I want to move in a different direction. I think if you listen to those two songs musically, they pair beautifully together. So we get that kind of... um, you know, odd time signature with this track, which I think works well when you look at it parallel. I'm sorry, when you look at its placement next to a song like my my father's son, which I think lyrically is an odd time signature. You know, <laughs> the way the way that Ed sings it. Uh, from there, I'm going to go Future Days. Mm. This is about lasting relationships, and so there's a kind of a narrative that's starting to build, but it's very loose. It's more abstract. It's a beautiful love song. Um, helps people get closer together. And I, I think after a song like Yellow Moon, Future Days is a lovely answer to that. Then I would go Let the Records Play, which has kind of a, a wonderful boogie to it, followed by Sleeping By Myself, a little song about longing. Those two are kind of those eclectic numbers on the album that just, they feel like, I don't want to say, throwaways they don't feel like throwaways they feel like these little interesting oddities these experimental eclectic tracks the kind of thing and i think stone said this about the recording of this album that they were kind of playing around with some of the stuff that they thought were hallmarks in between that no code and and, and riot act era 
And so you, you get that experimentation. And I think Let the Records Play, Sleeping By Myself, those tracks exemplify that. You know, Brendan O'Brien said about Sleeping By Myself that to him it was a Pearl Jam song when he heard it. And, and it does belong, I think, on, on a Pearl Jam album. Uh, then I would go Infallible, which is kind of an examination of the state of the world. It's a dark song. It's very intricate, though. Um, I think it sounds better live. We've had this conversation mm -hmm. when we did the live cut. But by thinking we're infallible, we're attempting fate instead. So this kind of existential view, uh, which I think only augments in the final track of the album, Pendulum. This is about life's transience and uh, Ed's voice swinging from the left channel to the right channel, to and fro, Pendulum throws. And so it, it really is a simple song when you look at it. It's only a handful of chords, less than a handful, really. And it, it was actually recorded, if I recall, during the Backspace recessions. But... Mm it ended up on this album. And so to me, it's interesting you wanted to open Lightning Bolt with Pendulum, whereas I think it's the perfect album closer. I thought about closing with it for sure. Yeah, it, to me, it just sounds like a, a perfect album closer. I think because the song opened so many shows during that tour, I completely see how we can really, really get on board with the idea of that song as an opener. And it does work as an opener. Uh, so to recap, <clears throat> I would go, Lightning Bolt track one, followed by Mind Your Manners and then Sirens. Then we'd kick it up a bit with Swallowed Hole, hit you in the face with Getaway, hit you in the face another time with My Father's Son. Uh, we quiet it down some with Yellow Moon and Future Days. We get into a boogie with Let the Records Play, a nice little jaunt with Sleeping By Myself. And then we kind of retreat inwards a bit here with Infallible. And then we end on that uh, very uh, introspective note with pendulum i love it i love it i think uh had i thought a little bit more or a little bit less i would probably have agreed on first and last tracks i have to make another admission i uh, i skipped over an explanation of a song did you i did i accidentally scrolled past my notes for getaway ah. so so very in tune listeners would have heard me say oh it's only nine tracks and i actually only said seven because i forgot my notes for yellow moon I skipped over my notes for Getaway. So real quick, my notes on Getaway. I have it coming in after Mind Your Manners. And for me, the music keeps the energy up while expanding on the idea of religion. So I, I like those two back-to-back. -back. But more macro, how we all need to think for ourselves and everyone else should kind of be cool with that. Right. Everyone's got their own brain. That's one of the lines, right? And if people around you can't handle that it's time to get the hell out of dodge and find your own place so coming off on your manager you can see a through line for the main subject of, of the album uh, if there was one and then going into infallible um, before swallowed whole yellow moon sirens and future days so i apologize to everyone who i confused it's been a long few days my brain is not functioning but there you go once again for me Pendulum, Lightning Bolt, Mind Your Manners, Getaway, Infallible, Swallowed Hole, Yellow Moon, Sirens, Future Days. And once again, for Paul. For me, uh, so it's, you're ending on the heartstrings there. Yeah, I am. A little different with me. Going Lightning Bolt, Mind Your Manners, Sirens, Swallowed Hole, Getaway, My Father's Son, Yellow Moon, Future Days, Let the Records Play, Sleeping By Myself. And then we will end on a, a more reflective note, I think, with Infallible and Pendulum. So you, did not, you didn't um, omit anything. I did not. I, I felt like this was one of those albums that it, it every song kind of brought something new. It's a new flavor to the album. And I think, you know, what, what I wanted more of on Avocado was more of that. Mm. I, I felt like we got tastes of it with, with Parachutes, with uh, Comeback, and a little bit with Inside Job. But a lot of it just kind of had, I don't want to say it was monotonous, but it, it didn't have that same level of variety. And I felt like this was the album where we got to see a lot more colors of Pearl Jam. It's also arguably one of their most colorful albums covers mm. as well. I mean, you know, you, you look at all the imagery for it. It's, it's very, very kind of pop looking. Um, so just a different approach. I don't know. I mean, I, I really focused on the music and yeah. what, what, how songs sounded, you know, the ending of songs leading into the beginnings of other songs and, and I focused less lyrically and I just was kind of thinking about it more on like, okay, a journey through a soundscape. I think you're right though, because there is no real common theme here. It's more of, which is why I started with Pendulum because I think Pendulum sets the table that it's just kind of like a back and forth between 
you did a great job positivity. Of, of, yeah. I mean, you, you did a great job of kind of taking that idea. Right, I think uh, I, that would change the album title for me, to be honest with you. If, if I retract it your way, I think I'd want to call it something more akin to pendulum versus lightning bolt. Yeah, no, totally. And it's, it, it's obviously it was a lot easier to do this on a lyrical thematic way with, with, with Pearl jam, because there was, it was more consistent in the, in the, in the theme. Um, whereas you wanted the more eclectic thing here. So that it was harder. So I just had to kind of focus like you on the kind of the feeling of each song. Where right. did, how did it make you feel? And I, so I tried to kind of rock it back and forth a little bit, because I could, um, so hence pendulum leading off, but I am very intrigued by, by yours. And I want to know what everybody else thinks and what, what, how they would retract things. I always love when people com- chime in with, with their takes on the track listings. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, please let us know uh, Facebook or Instagram. Let us know. And uh, we look forward to reading those. And once again, a kudos to, I think it's Luis B U B Y. Seven nine booby seven nine. Um, yeah, on Instagram. Kudos to you for winning the contest for guessing lightning bolt. We will be in contact and uh get you something uh for free because why not? What Here. else, Jason, can people do on Instagram and Facebook? They can follow us. They can. They can. We are at state of love and trust underscore pod on Instagram. We are just state of love and trust Pearl Jam Podcast on Facebook. S-O-L-A-T underscore pod on Twitter. Yeah, man. Get on there. And what else we should get on is our lyric of the week, my friend. And here we go. And Paul, lyric of the week comes from this album. How do we keep doing it so consistently on theme here, on brand? We're going with Mind Your Manners. Hey, Paul, mind your manners. First single from Lightning Bolt. What do you got for me? This one's tricky, man. I Like I said in our retracking, you know, this song is very much about bad faith in a lot of ways. Um, self-realized and metaphysically redeemed. May not live another life. May not solve a mystery. Right around the corner could be bigger than ourselves. We could will it to the sky or we could something else. <laughs> Um, a lot of folks it, hate that last line, by the way. Well, I mean, I, I think what's interesting about it is the, um, th- this idea that we don't really have answers, mm-hmm. right? And yet we, we we're able to sell people answers based on their needs, their beliefs, their insecurities, their desires. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can, you can wrap a little bow around a perfectly contrived idea and that'll sell. <laughs> and I'm, I, I, I want to walk that back a little bit. I'm not suggesting that all faith is contrived. It's not. I, I feel that people get exploited, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that, that oftentimes they turn to faith for direction. They turn to faith for comfort, for solace. And, for many people, they find themselves, they find greater purpose and meaning in life through that. And I think that's a lovely aspect of faith. But there's a darker side and an underbelly, if you will, to that as well, where a lot of people find themselves exploited, taken advantage of, or worse, quite frankly, um, far worse. Mm. And, you know, there's, there's just... I feel like it's, it's a dichotomy because faith is essentially believing without there being an answer in front of you, like without evidence. But at the same time, sometimes that evidence is needed to believe. But faith challenges that idea and says, well, no, it's not belief if you need evidence. But to be self-realized, to be metaphysically redeemed, I think that is important, you know, to, to find your sense of meaning and purpose within your sense of self to validate, to find assurance through your sense of self. 
that has to come first because if you're seeking it somewhere outside of yourself, you become vulnerable. You, 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 you can become a victim and, and you can become exploited. And I feel that when, when people realize that, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a faith route here. If we're created in God's image, if, if we are supposed to be something more than what we are, then we should be able to see that reflected within ourselves. We should be able to stop for a moment and achieve self-realization to metaphysically redeem ourselves by looking inward, not outward, and finding that greater sense of purpose. And that's hard to do because there's a lot of hard work sometimes that we have to do on the inside under the hood. And, and it, that's a scary place to look sometimes. But, you know, may not live another life, may not solve a mystery. Uh, right around the corner could be bigger than ourselves. We could will it to the sky or we could something else. And for me, that something else is will it inward, you know? So I, I, it's an interesting song. Um, I, I think the, the, there's a lot more ha- happening on a lyrical level than the song I think gets credit for sometimes from just, you know, casual listener that hears it and just thinks it comes across as like a punky rock song but a lot lot of nuanced layers to it there buddy i mentioned how people a lot of people don't like that last line or we could something else i actually love that because it's intentionally vague yeah the ambiguity we could something else we, we don't even know what it is so it's just something else we could something else making making the the phrase something else a verb yeah i love it I love it. And I know people hate it. I love it. So for me, um, regular listeners would know that I'm not um, the biggest fan of faith personally. So when I heard the song for the first time, I heard a ripping rock song with lyrics that spoke to a, a belief that I shared. And I go, mm-hmm. oh, man, this is fucking killer. We had Dope solo. We got just digging. I mean, it just, it really hit me. I know a lot of people that are kind of down in this song. I mentioned the lyric, but you know what? That's you. That's cool. I'm going to live over here and be cool with it. And for me, this, this set of lyrics here, it's all about owning the now. It's about living in it and owning it. And this is, this is the only life we know for certain exists. For certain is a very important phrase. Certainty. Um, talk about Gnostic versus agnostic being humble enough to understand that we cannot know with certainty versus saying, I do know with certainty kind of arrogant, my opinion. Yeah. Anyways, um, if there's another side, that's great. That's awesome. But in our lifetimes, we will truly never actually know that with any certainty. So why leave things up to those spirits? Why, why defer to a supposed higher power to, to, to make these things come true? Higher power is an interesting phrase, by the way. Higher as in better than mortal you. Higher as in literally, because we talk about you know heaven being the zenith in the sky amongst the clouds. It's a human construct, this religion thing. And at least that's what Eddie is saying here. And I personally agree, as I mentioned. It's more about um, humility than it is denigrating or mocking religion or faith. Uh, in something, quote, greater, uh, which I believe is what you were talking about. And mm-hmm. having faith that there's another side doesn't make you a bad person. It does not. As long as you make choices to actually live the life you 100% know you have to the fullest, then you're doing it right, man. You're looking within yourself. Like you said, you're doing something else. You're doing whatever you can to make your faith. And you know, don't be one of these people that takes living for granted because you're so arrogant to know that there's something more after your body gives out. Act like you don't know because no one does for sure. Garth Algar said, and I've said it before, live in the now, man. <laughs> we only know with any certainty this life. So crush it. And then if you're a good friggin' person, which you should be, then it'll all sort itself out. If there is a beyond, so live in the now. Do your best to be a great person. Kill this life, and yeah, there you go. Am I wrong? No, man. I'm a little pumped up. Yeah, I like it. A lot of heart in that one. There, Come on. Man. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Let's get that live version cracking with our live cut of the week. Ready to 
All right, Paul, live cut of the week. We are doing Mind Your Manners, so we're going to the, uh, about, oh my God, almost 10 years ago now. Lord, help me. Where and when are we going, my friend? Uh, we're going We're going to Eddie's old stomping grounds. Actually, three members of the band mm. are uh, former San Diegans. We're going to San Diego, November 21st, 2013. Uh, this, this show was pretty powerful. Um, Eddie joked that's they were enjoying Seattle weather here in San Diego. They got a little bit of rain that night, uh, but the show clocked in at about three hours and 22 minutes, I believe, which I think was the longest or one of the longest of the tour. And uh, this, this, you know, it's 1135. And then they just jump in with this galvanizing cut of uh, Bob O'Reilly. And he, he jokes, he's like, you know, why go home? Uh, I started in on the set list for the next show. We could just practice right here in front of you. And they just kept going. And, and it's nuts to think that they would perform eight songs that would comprise these encores. Leaving Here, Black, Do the Evolution, Alive, Bob O'Reilly, Yellow Ledbetter. You get the Star Spangled Banner and then rock it up with Rockin' in the Free World. And then obviously uh, you get Alive and that was 47 minutes. <laughs> I mean, talk wow. about and, and so if that's the energy that they had at the end of the show, imagine what they had before that. Mm-hmm. And that's when they played Mind Your Manners and you feel it. I mean, it just, it hits harder. It, it just feels so much more combustible and charged than any other version. And uh, the guitars, they just really rip in through the audio and, I just think it's it's an outstanding rendition of the song. It's the type of song that demands energy. And this, my friend, was a night where they had it in spades. All right. We're going to San Diego, California. The Whale's Vagina on November 21st, 2013. <laughs> Paul, this this version is so cool because it's a little bit faster than the studio. Yeah, yeah and there's extra growl than you hear in the studio. We talk about how the 2000 tour feels a little neutered sonically. It feels like they're stuck in like on a four, like gain wise on their, on their guitars, as opposed <laughs> to like ten, which is like you know, on an eight. 
And this feels like they dialed it back to those days as far as like Stone's guitar, especially just sounds ripping. Yeah. Like he's just like, I'm not going to go through any boutique pedals. I'm just going straight into the front hand of this Marshall and just, brah, just going nuts. <laughs> and to your point, San Diego is always a great show. I've yeah. been to one show there. Oh, six phenomenal. Uh, the crowd just gets it. I don't know what it is about San Diego, but the crowd gets it. And they got a great show out of it. They got what you said, almost three and a half hours. Incredible. And a lot of fun tracks on that. Uh, Tremor Christ, first time in 75 day, uh, 75 dates. Um, yeah, Insignificance, 22 shows since. Light Years, 46. Army Reserve, 78 times uh, before it had been played. All night. I mean, they're busting out some stuff they hadn't played in a little while. And kind of all over the place, too. I think it was a live debut of Sleeping By Myself. They're all over the map. And that's the kind of thing that happens in San Diego. So if you're in the area, if you go to San Diego shows, you're probably going to get a good show. Yeah. And uh, this show and this version of Mind Your Manners was no exception. Paul, we've done it. We come to the end. Next week, we are talking Gigaton. It's been a year. I know. It's been a friggin' year since that album came out. We're gonna do. A little I, I remember listening to <laughs> Dance of the Clairvoyance. Yeah. And reading your text message like it was yesterday, Jason. That tentative. Angst filled. Oh, I was so My mad. God, what is happening? Oh. Next message from you about dance. I was, dance like I was very nervous, Paul. I was very <laughs> nervous. It's like it was like it was like if you heard "You Are" as the first song off the right act, and like, what is happening? Although I think that's oh, I would have loved that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there you go, guys. We're gonna talk a little Gigaton next week. And uh, what if the Gigaton tour hadn't been postponed because of a pandemic? Yeah. Okay, have. so there you go. Uh, until next week when we talk Gigaton, you've been listening to The State of Love and Trust.